Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the amazing Christina Vanacore. Christina is the product doula, a certified launch and growth strategist for product-based business owners and the owner of Agape Professional. She coordinates the logistics for bringing a product to market, as well as helping established businesses get their operations in order into that next level and help them reinvigorate their business and think like the CEO that they are. So uh, just to get started, fair warning, I am coming off of a wicked cold, so that is why I am sounding a little, yeah, um, not myself, but uh, Christina, I am so thankful for you for taking the time to join me today, even in my, my sick self here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here and I appreciate you taking the time to still record, even though you're sick. I get it. I I recorded a few weeks ago with the flu and it wasn't that fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> but the show must go on, right? And I've been exactly to our conversation. So yeah. Um, so I know I just gave your intro, but could you kind of get in a little bit into your own words about who you help and how you help them specifically? Sure, absolutely. So um, I am the product doula. I always say that I birth product babies into the world. So I work with business owners, female founders who either have a tangible physical product that they can hold in hand or people who are doing digital products. And I support them with go-to-market strategy. So, you know, when you're an inventor, you come up with a brilliant idea for a product. You think, oh, okay, great. I have this brilliant idea. I'll build a website and things will just happen. Um, I always say in the movie Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. That's the only time that theory works. Um, there is a lot that goes into bringing a product to market, uh, including speaking with your manufacturer if you have a physical product and understanding the QA and QC process. There is legalities that you want to make sure that you're covering for both yourself and your packaging, your product, your warning, and just what you're having in terms of um, information on your website. So there's a lot that goes into it, including building the website, priming your audience, making sure that you have a product market fit and profitability. And so that's kind of just a little in a nutshell of the things that I touch on when I'm working with business owners. Um, and it's really, it's just been a fantastic journey to get here for sure. I mean, I will admit you're going through that checklist and I'm instantly like, oh my gosh, overwhelmed. That is so much. <laughs> So I can really see how having a strategist like yourself would be really, really important for product-based business owners. Um, are there under are there oh, words? Okay, are there any other benefits that you could see besides helping get through that huge long list of things to do? Absolutely. So I always say um, I don't guarantee results in terms of I can't tell you that your launch is going to make you $5,000 right out of the gate, right? Because you can't predict what the market's going to look like. As we know right now, as business owners, no matter what business you're in, if you're in the US, we're in a recession after COVID. And so it's hard. We also didn't expect COVID to happen, right? And everybody to pivot online. So there's always things that are going to affect from outside sources, but what I do guarantee is that we are going to have a primed list. Your list is going to be excited to buy from you. They are going, you're going to have a brand that people are aware of and are familiar with. Um, and there's also just the 
uh, peace of mind of working with someone who's done this before and who understands strategy. I don't have a one size fits all strategy. That's why I don't run a group program right now or anything like that, because it's really unique to the business owner. And so besides the fact of just taking you out of that overwhelmed space, I also have proven strategies that I work with and that I test. Um, and I always say that, you know, when, right before that, that launch, there's always that moment of overwhelm of like, is this the right thing? Like I just put so much money and I get scared. And so I play a little bit of a therapist in that week of you've done everything that you've could. We're super excited. Let's just put it out there. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of coaching that along that goes along with the strategy as well of working with me. Yeah. So I am mainly like in, in my core business and then also the business with Michelle, the like of other movement. Um, we're mainly service-based um, coaches, consultants, some fractional CMO services, but I have been very, um, very interested in the shiny object that is putting products on the market as well. So if it were someone in my shoes who wants to kind of get into that world of having products with my business, do you have any first steps you would recommend? So if you have a product that is a tangible fit, physical product, I always tell people that you want to consult with a trademark or a patent attorney. If you have a physical product and you could potentially protect it with a patent or a trademark, 100% do that before we do any launching. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to launch a digital product into the space, understanding product market fit is so important. Sometimes we will come up and I get it because I'm a service provider as well. And I have the tendency, I think, as all entrepreneurs do to chase those shiny objects. Yeah. And so I'll consider, like, maybe I just put a product out. But you have to understand, like, is that product something that your audience is looking for? You know, what are the FAQs that you're frequently getting, those frequently asked questions in your business? And is there a way for you to convert that into a product that people will actually walk away and take something from? Another thing that you could also look at is that, where does it fit in in your overall customer journey, right? Is this an entry level into working with you? So they can have something that they DIY themselves, but then as they grow and they maybe can afford you or they're ready to just move into a new space, they can then buy into a group program or one-to-one -one program. So those are kind of those like first moving pieces of understanding, like what is it that your audience wants and where does my product fit in in that picture? Yeah. Perfect. Um, can you give us some examples and maybe some of the products you've worked on? If you can't get into specifics, just maybe main idea categories. So I've worked a lot with mom-owned businesses, with mom-owned inventors. Um, I can speak to the products that have already launched. Um, so Ninico Pacifier is one of the ones that I've worked with. Love Joy and Jane, the founders of the Ninico. If you have ever nursed a baby, you will love the Ninico pacifier. It is the first U.S. patented approved for breastfeeding pacifier. And so it was designed specifically to mimic the latch for your baby when they're nursing. Um, check out their Instagram because the videos that people, that users share of their baby sucking on it are hysterical. They look like little carp fish. It's so funny to watch. Um, I have also launched Little Bunsy. So Little Bunsy is an all-in-one diaper rash cream and applicator. So it's similar to almost like a deodorant container where you crank it 
swipe it on your baby, wipe it clean, and then cover it. And so it's fantastic for those on-the-go diaper changes or when you have those explosive diapers when you're on the road and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be changing my baby's diaper inside of the backseat of my car or I've done the trunk a few times with my yeah, son. Yeah. Um, so those are two of the products that I've launched recently. Um, I have a few others right now that are in the mix. Again, they are all in that baby and kid space and they are mom inventors who had businesses and they were, you know, they worked in HVAC or they were physician's assistants, or I have one person who's in network marketing who came up with a brilliant product idea and now they're ready to, to put it out into the world. And so that's really exciting. And then on the digital space, a lot of what I work with is um, templates. So people, again, they will have that opportunity where they meet with a client and the client is like, I just can't afford you right now, right? Because we get that when you're first starting out, you need all of the things, but we don't always have the cash flow to support all the things that we need. Right. And so these business owners have put together templates so that people have a jumping off point. They can fill in the blank in a template or they go through a list of questions that they can answer and then maybe be able to develop the copy for their website or a template so that they're not designing a website from scratch. They're just kind of popping in pictures where needed and putting it on their site. So those are the types of digital products I've worked with. I've also had a few clients who have launched through events. I have one that's planning an event this summer where they have speakers come on and speak to their audience and then they launch an offer at the end of it. Um, or they launch a product, you know, they have like a mini course that they're putting out there or templates again. And so that that's also been an interesting kind of path into launching as well. Yeah, I love it. I love all those products, by the way. Templates are, I love templates. They're my jam. I love it. I was a big fan of templates first starting out. Um, and now it's been, it's really incredible to go through the whole process with people and to understand where they came up with, like, why did they pick this particular template to sell? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so but getting towards the, uh, the physical product side of things, if someone has an idea for something and they go talk to, you said a patent attorney, patent um, attorney yes. start that process. Do you help them then find ways to manufacture this product, source materials, things like that? Can you point people in the right direction there? So I typically will um, point them into, there's people who do that specifically. That's actually their whole job is that they work with people to source either supplies, manufacturers. Um, there are some manufacturers that I know that are based right here in the U.S. because um, both the Bunzee as well as Nini were products right here in the U.S. So I can also refer them to that depending on where they are. If not, though, I have contents and contacts in my network that this is all that they do. And so I'll reach out to them and be like, okay, I have someone here. This is exactly what they're doing. What you know, what can you offer? Who's in your network that you kind of can push us towards? Um, because it's really, it's very complicated when it's coming to to choosing your manufacturer because there's just so many different things that go into play, not just pricing, but shipping costs. When you start adding in shipping costs when you're manufacturing overseas, that could double your cost right out of the gate. 
Um, but there's also like, you know, you want to have that fit with someone because this person is really just as I'm helping birth the product, maybe they're creating it. They're making sure that it is exactly up to par, that it's up to spec, that it meets your approval because you don't want to put something out there that you put your heart and soul in and a lot of finances into building only for it to not be exactly what you were looking for. That just wastes a lot of time and a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So with the different products, both physical and then the digital product side of things, have you found that there are specific launch strategies that work better for the different categories of products? Um, I think each one of them has been different because they're all launching at a different time, right? Again, we the outside forces that we have no control of, the, the state of the economy, what people are looking to buy, where they're buying, whether or not the algorithm is working in small businesses' favors at that time, all play into it. Um, I find that doing a pre-sale launch for either for both products as well as for digital really works out well because people like having that that sense of exclusivity. I got on the wait list. I know I'm going to get a coupon or I know I'm going to get a first peak. And when you're bringing out, especially a physical product, most of the time that first set is coming out in a small batch. So it's limited quantities. So if you have a wait list of over 500 people and you're only manufacturing 500 to start with, there's a chance that that wait list is going to buy up all of your product before you even get to launch into the mainstream. And so having that wait list, it fills that need, that, that FOMO that people have as well of like, I need to be able to have this limited edition, or I need to be part of that first run because it's something I've been following and watching. And then in the digital space, um, having an understanding your audience and really having the right eyeballs on your business is so key because a mailing list is key to selling when you're selling in the digital space because you're able to nurture that list. You're able to speak to them. Um, I know some people who they'll run, like, again, they'll run an event or they'll have a webinar before they even launch a product so that you're gaining that like, no trust factor from someone who maybe just downloaded your free resource, or they've been following you on Instagram for a little bit, but now you have to educate them on why do you want this product? Why did I create this product for you? And why do you want to invest your time and money into purchasing that product from me? That's perfect. And I really do like how you brought up the kind of built-in scarcity factor. I know that's that's big in, in most of the marketing launch strategies that I've I've done is having that really authentic scarcity in there. Nothing false, you know, don't make up any scarcity whatsoever. But by having a limited quantity or a limited amount, that, that really does tap into humans' needs to actually be the first in line to get something and try this new exclusive thing. That makes a ton of sense. 100%. And again, I am all about authentic marketing. You know, I've had clients where we've had to delay the launch because something was has gone wrong. Yeah. And I said to them, you know, they call me and they're like, I, I'm nervous. Like, what do I do? And I was like, go be real. Share with your audience what happened because they're going to appreciate the authenticity and the fact that you weren't willing to sell a product that you were not comfortable in. But when you're looking at like a digital product, on the other hand, there is no scarcity there. It's a digital product. You can download five of them, or you can download 5,000 of them, but 
having that free resource and educating and being able to provide those tidbits of information to them so that they understand that what you're selling is the real deal and it's going to be worth my money. That's, it's so important. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think, you know, when it comes to the, the digital side of things, or even just on the, the service side, um, you know, I've done a lot of founding member launches where I'm just doing kind of a beta run or something. And I really just want some founding members or people to get in at the ground level of something and just give me their feedback, like get in, help me shape this thing into something that my audience actually wants. And, and that is, is kind of that built in scarcity there of I'm only taking a certain number or it's only open for a certain amount of days. Everyone who comes in at that time is a founding member. You get all these extra perks mm-hmm. as far as, you know, shaping the membership or whatever it is. Um, I, Michelle and I just, well, at the time of recording this, we just launched our new membership, the uh, Shiny Squirrel Chasers Club. Yes. And um, we are loving it. We're loving the branding uh, and everything about it. But but we just did a founding member launch for it. And that by far is my favorite way to launch something because it is very authentic. It's very natural. It's very, hey, I have this idea. I might've put some of it together, might not have, but does this idea resonate with any of you? And getting people in right off the bat can be a really, a really great thing. If it's like a a digital side of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it also establishes that social proof that you need to understand, you know, that people are looking for that. I don't know that anybody who doesn't hear of a business and doesn't immediately either go to Instagram or Google or Facebook and look them up to see what other people are saying about it. Or there's so many people who are popping up nowadays that I immediately will look if I see a Facebook ad. I don't ever click on the ad. I'll go to Google first and see like, is this a legit business? Like, what what am I clicking on here before I actually start buying? Um, And so having the ability to have those founding members come in and not only shape whatever it is that you're building, but provide that testimonial and the feedback. Like, I would love to have seen this change or this would have been worth X dollars for me to spend on. That just helps you to really build out a better product overall. Yeah. It's kind of creating that, that never ending cycle of you get people in, get them to have really amazing results, either with using your, your physical product or with your digital product, get their testimonial, their feedback on it, and then use that feedback to get more people in, have them get results and just that never ending cycle for your marketing. I love it. Absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about how this all looks for scaling up? You know, what strategies do you have in place there? Sure. So scaling, you know, when I work with a business owner for their launch or their go-to-market strategy, I am setting them up for business scalability. And so when I talk about business scalability, I'm talking about like, what do they need next? So the launch ends We have our post-launch meeting. We review all of the KPIs. Now, what does it look like for you? What does your first year in business look like? What does that dollar figure look like? What is your your ultimate goals? Are you hoping that you get in front of a big name company who's looking to buy this product and sell it under their brand and white label? Are you looking to go into wholesale or are you happy just being a small business owner? Because, you know, if you have an Etsy shop or you have a handmade business, 
you may want to just have enough to support your income. You're not looking to necessarily get to that next level, but we all have goals of where we need to go. And there's this place where you have to turn on your CEO mindset and go from not being the inventor, not being the maker, not being the creator, but now I'm the CEO of a business. And what does my operations look like? What does my profitability look like? Where can I improve from where my launch is to get to that next level in my business? And what does my profitability look like? Because profitability is so, so important. You know, when you are manufacturing a product, there's so many costs that go into just getting that physical product made and manufactured that your launch may not necessarily be profitable, you know, because you've put a lot of income in there and now you're bringing in the money. That's great. Now you have to order more product. So now you're taking that profit that you just made and you're reinvesting it. And so it may be a few rounds before you start actually seeing that profit piece. But if you understand what your end goal is and you have a strategic plan lined up, you can make smart decisions going forward and you can understand this is the point where I know I will be profitable. And now I can see where do I invest more money? You know, a lot of people will sit back and they don't think they need to invest in marketing necessarily right away. It's like, oh, well, I can just do this. I can just put this together. I was the same way. I'll just put my Instagram together. I'll just put my website together, right? But it gets to a point that if you want to grow your business, you want to have that look and feel of you are a professional, you're going to need to invest in an expert. You're going to need to invest there. And so I work a lot with what does our strategic plan look like for that first year in business? What are my goals and in what order do I need to accomplish these tasks and set aside money so that I can invest in this next phase and get me to that next level in my business? I love that. And I love the, I love the whole setting the goals and then breaking them down into the steps that you get there and what right. resources you need to accomplish it. I love it. Yeah. That launch, you know, your launch period is so stressful in a sense, because you're, this is your first time that you're putting that product out into the world that you don't know how people are going to respond to it. And so to try to sit there and focus on what is my first year in business look like during that piece where we're trying to get all of these pieces together, doesn't make sense. But once you sit down after the post-launch, it's really easy to be like, okay, now that I have a product, I have everything set up, it's selling. Now, what does my year look like? What's my five-year goal? What's my ultimate goal with this business? And then orchestrate and work backwards as to how do I achieve those mini milestones to get to my ultimate goal. Perfect. All right. Any last minute bits of hard-hitting advice you could give to someone who is just getting started in this world? Just getting started in this world. So I am going to speak to the mompreneurs out there, right? Because this is the Like a Mother movement. Perfect. I started my business because I went through years of fertility treatments to have my son. After he was born, I couldn't go back to work. I, I worked in corporate. I just couldn't do it. And there has been many a days where I want to give up because either the mom guilt takes over or it's just so hard, right? You're doing all of the things, you're wearing so many hats. At the end of the day, understanding my core values and keeping my why at the forefront of my business is what keeps me going and wanting to show up at this computer every single day. It 
puts me out of my comfort zone by going on podcasts and speaking on stages and teaching in front of other people. And so whether you're launching a product or you're a service-based business owner or you're an Etsy maker, if this is where your heart is and your why is strong, just keep pushing through you know, on the hard days, find those business besties, find those people that really understand and get you and have them come around you and, and speak to it. Um, your network is your net worth, not just in terms of dollar figures, but in terms of mindset and understanding that support. And so if you are a brand new business owner, I will tell you that first understand your why next, get your core value straight, and then go out and start networking, build that network get those business besties because those are going to be your support systems as you continue to grow. I love it. Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, Christina, where can people go if they want to continue the conversation or learn a little bit more about you? Absolutely. So you can find me on my website, agapeprofessional.com, or I hang out on Instagram a lot at agapeprofessional, or if you just search the product doula um, on either Instagram or Google, should pop up. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Christina. Really appreciate the conversation. And thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thank you all for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support some fellow entrepreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care. And then real quick, I realized I said the name of your business wrong in the beginning. It's Agape. 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 I'm I didn't even get, realize. <laughs> I, I think I said Agape instead of Agape. So I'm just going to do the intro again real quick and I will just swap it out. So just one second. Sure, I'm not going to like cough like crazy here. All right. Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the amazing Christina Vanicor. Christina is the product doula, a certified launch and growth breast a certified launch and growth strategist for product-based business owners and the owner of Agape Professional. She coordinates the logistics for bringing a product to market, as well as helping established businesses get their operations in order into that next level and help them reinvigorate their business and think like the CEO that they are.